This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. A spectacular evening of operatic music awaits you at the Opera Gala Spectacular, featuring iconic opera scenes from Donzietti's The Alexa of Love, Puccini's La Boheme, Mozart's Don Giovanni, to rare gems and excerpts from opera such as Bellini's Norma, Leon Cavallo's Pagliacci, and more. Conducted by the renowned conductor Lien Bunhua and featuring an extraordinary lineup of Malaysian vocal talents, including soprano Cecilia Yap, we're going to find out more about the celebration of power and passion of operatic music in the concert presented by KL City Opera. Joining me today to do that are Bunhua and Cecilia. Welcome both of you. How are you today? Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me, both of you. So lovely to have you in the studio with me today. So this is something I always like to ask my guests, especially when it comes to classical music and opera, operatic music. What led you into into this path, right? You know, how did you become in particularly operatic music? Uh, Bunhua, shall we start with you? Sure. Um, well, um, the, the funny thing is I started, I got into opera kind of late. Uh, I was a, um, my main instrument actually was trombone. And my first entry into opera was actually playing in the Singapore Lyric Opera. And I just found out from uh, from Danny, who is one of the founders of the um, the KLCD opera that we used to be on the same production of Traviata and Bohem like 10, 15 years ago. Wow. We just found that out not too long ago. So that was actually pretty fun. Um, and uh, that was kind of my first entry, you know, playing in the pit and then really enjoying, you know, all these beautiful sounds um, that the singers are making. And so when I got into conducting, um, it happened that my teacher uh, at the Eastman School of Music was also uh, a kind of an opera conductor. Well, not kind of, he was absolutely an opera conductor. He um, trained in the US, but he basically spent most of his career in Germany mm. in the opera house as a repetitor, which um, in conductor talk is kind of like the, this is the old school way of becoming a conductor. You, know, you work in the opera house, you play piano for, um, f- uh, you'd be a repetitor, you, you coach singers and you kind of work your way up that way. So he kind of went through the whole path and then when he you know retired, he came back to the States. And so my teacher was a great kind of a, a big opera conductor and he taught us many things um, that I still use today. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my entry as a conductor into opera. And since coming back to Singapore in 2019, um, it's something that I've, I've been doing in Singapore and uh, and have a great passion for. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for you, Cecilia, I know that, you know, you went to Italy not knowing a word of Italian, but, you How know, you, you know, I, I know, know these things. Well, that's what I read. Like, tell me, maybe I'm wrong. That's what was been you're, written you're in the press. Right. You're right. <laughs> so tell me about that. You know, how did you get interested yeah, in opera? That, because I had witnessed some uh, senior singers, including the late Ama Armando Chinyong, so, and uh, some Angela Chok and other singers. They sang so well on the stage and then the sound they produced really gave me a big impact. And um, then I started to imitate how they sing. <laughs> and you know, that's how I started learning, getting interesting. Interested in singing. Okay, all yeah. right. And you started off by, with the I mean, like for, for Bunhua, you started the trombone, but you started with the piano, isn't yes. it, Cecilia? Yes. Okay, yes. all right. And, and here you are, you know, one of our best opera singers. Uh, uh, no, no definitely sopranos. Um, was, it, was there also a coincidence or a passion for classical music that sort of culminated in your decisions to become, you know, uh, uh, you know, involved in operatic music as well? 
Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, classical music is kind of an umbrella term for, you know, all sorts yeah. of different music. So the, the funny thing is, you know, here I'm doing opera, but actually uh, back in Singapore, um, like people know me as a person who does a lot of contemporary music. Mm. So for me, I mean, classical is just you know, what well, music, let's just call it music. Um, and I think music should just, you know, um, go beyond boundaries. Um, of course, there's contemporary, there's opera, there's contemporary opera, and there's <laughs> symphonic, chamber. But I mean, good music is good music. I think we all enjoy it and we all... Um, yeah. Okay. And and for you, Cecilia, I mean, you know, for me, opera, you know, the combination of of music, the words, the drama, right? That really and it tells stories in such a powerful, really extraordinary way. But what is it about opera that you love, Cecilia? I think it's about the voice, the sound, how it produced. That's what we are. The singers are always pursue. Mm. Uh, we call it bel canto, beautiful singing in Italian. So um, I was. When I was young, I tried to listen to a lot of pop music like uh, uh, disco, um, all, all this kind of music, but it never attracted me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I found that the sound, that uh, the more I heard, <laughs> the more I get depressed. Oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I then I find that uh, classical music, classical singing, that really gave me uh, nurture my spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's how I find that opera voice, the voice is more important. And I learned all the techniques from my mentors, how to explore the quality, the best quality in the voice and take it out to present to the audience. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Can I just quickly ju- jump into sure. this? I, yeah. I mean, I think the human voice is definitely one of the most powerful instruments, yeah. hands down. I mean, it doesn't matter if a violinist or a pianist, they might get offended. But I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> been, I've been sitting in so many master classes with renowned violinists and they always tell like the student violinist, no, no, you have to sing this part. Yeah. You have to sing. Mm-hmm. It's always from the human voice. And of course, you know, again, you know, there's so many different genres. Like I always listened, I was listening to Frank Sinatra growing up mm-hmm. or Michael Bublé. I mean, those are very, you know, there's a certain ease in the voice but the human voice I think it is it's most magnificent uh, is really in in opera because like you know how can a voice kind of penetrate through an op- uh, an orchestra of like 80 to 100 people in a huge hall I mean that is just remarkable yeah the the marvelous quality of the human voice so I think yeah I think the human voice is something really really special and that's what I think so many opera lovers um, you know find it hard to resist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, but to me, it's another way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our coaches say that listen to more harmonies, <laughs> listen to <laughs> the, the orchestra part. Don't only sing in your own world. Listen. So the singers always have to learn to listen what the conductors is conducting the inst- understanding the instrumental music. Okay, so yeah. I mean, everybody must understand what everyone Absolutely. else is doing, right? It's really yeah. like, yeah, it's a, it's a well-oiled machine, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yep. That that yep. you need for for this. And I guess you know, some people when you say the word opera, you know, it feels something that's very distant, or they feel like, oh, quote unquote, atas. I don't know if uh, you're mm-hmm. familiar yeah. with that term, right? Yeah, quote unquote, atas. You know, something that's not meant for everybody. Um, would you like to debunk some of those myths and maybe you know? I why think it's important? it's a wrong concept. Usually, uh, all, all the audience came into KLCO production. Mm-hmm. And when they step out and they say, wow, this was so good. Yeah. Where, when? When is the next one? <laughs> we would love to come. Mm-hmm. I always say that if you don't come in and you don't know how good it is. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel I feel a lot of people haven't actually gone for a full opera mm-hmm. and they say that oh, opera is you know, kind of boring. It's a bunch of people singing on stage and, and you know, talking about it's one thing for 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's so many different... I mean, yeah, I think you yeah. need to come and experience it, right? Mm-hmm. Really. Right. Yep. 
I mean, I think uh, partially there is also kind of this uh, misconception of opera because uh, in the media, for example, um, you know, we always see, you know, Bond villains listening to, I don't know, it's always Baroque <laughs> opera. Yes, it is. Oh my goodness, <laughs> it's, you're right. It's, it's, it's it always is. a certain kind of, uh, uh, I mean, th- there is kind of this perception that is being, um, what's the word, disseminated by by these kind of stereotypical depictions. Um, and in some ways, it kind of build barriers for people to actually enjoy the art because then you feel like, am I a Bond villain listening to this? Yeah. Um, but, but I mean... Stroking a cat. Yeah, stroking a cat. <laughs> To my, <laughs> to my operatic music. Yeah, you gotta have a cat. Um, but I mean, in, in many ways, uh, then that creates a certain kind of like obstacle because then when people listen to it, actually get people, as Cecilia was saying, people really get you know um, enraptured by the human voice, and um, and so in, in a way, I mean, uh, it's unfortunate that there are these you know existing perceptions, but. Uh, like like I say, with all sorts of music or different kind of genre of music, I think it's great to just be open and and come in and listen and to see you know if you like certain things or you don't like certain things. Um, I'm gonna just quickly plug the gala concert, but I think like a gala concert has a, a variety of repertoire, which I think is really perfect because mm-hmm. um, for for both the, the the people who are in the know as well as the uninitiated uh, listeners, you know, you get a choice of pieces. And then, you know, there are various entries and um, even even in opera itself, like the history of opera, uh, it, it used to be, you know, talking about gods and, and uh, you know, Greek gods or certain like deities and stuff. And then uh, composers started to realize, wow, this, this topic is just so distant from the people. And they started writing, you know, operas that are more from the people, poking fun of the aristocrats, for example, or, or magical, mythical folklore. And then, of course, then we get to very small opera, which is just about, like, you know, blood and tears and just, you know, humans. Passion. Passion, yeah. humans. Yeah. And so um, so even in opera, I think there is this understanding that you know, we need, to, there's a very clear uh, direction that we are, we want to bring opera to the people because it is about people, mm-hmm. essentially, about he, human emotions, about raw passions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cecilia, anything you want to yeah, tell? Yeah, in short, actually, opera is drama with spectacular music. <laughs> and who doesn't, who doesn't love drama, isn't it? We love to, <laughs> love to see it. Um, and, so, and that, of course, yes, brings us to, you know, this amazing performance, you know, which, uh, which I think is, like, like you said, you know, it's featuring some of the most beautiful and I think also challenging pieces in, uh, in the opera repertoire, but also I think some that are quite familiar, right? Can we talk about uh, the pieces that will be performed at this production, uh, why these pieces were chosen, uh, either of you? My aria, Kastadiva, is uh, our producer say, hey, look, you have to sing this. <laughs> <laughs> you have to sing. I say, why this? Because it's good and you can sing it. Okay, I'll, I'll try. Because <laughs> you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I need to practice, of course. Of course. Yeah. And I'm glad that I have Bunhua here to help me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it's, um, this area, it could be dragged to... You are, are lacking of breath if you don't have a good conductor to help ah, you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, um, I mean, in terms of the repertoire choices, uh, I think this repertoire was um, basically chosen by the producers. Mm-hmm. And uh, But when I saw the repertoire, I was very, um, you know, I was all in, in it because I felt like it had both uh, familiar favorites, as you mentioned just now, for example, like the flower duet or the pearl fishes duet, which is, you know, most opera listeners will look forward to it. I mean, 
its beautiful singing and its familiar tunes, but also uh, it also features you know some lesser known pieces. For example, uh, Marietta's lead, uh, at least in this part, in this region, uh, Marietta's lead from Congo's opera Die Totenstadt, which is one of my desert island operas. Uh-huh. Um, it's and, and funnily actually, I, I had a very um, a personal encounter with that piece because when I was a student in Singapore in the conservatory, uh, we performed that piece with Kiri de Kanawa wow. and she was singing with the student orchestra for a festival now defunct unfortunately and she sang Marietta's lead and I remember when she sang that I was like what is this piece? It was beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh, beautiful. I have to know this piece. This is the most and this was like what, 15, 10, 10 years ago? Or, yeah, so that was kind of stuck in my head. Okay. So that piece, I'm so glad we're doing it here uh, as well as I think the final duet from uh, Rusalka, which is also um, a, a very um, a popular to popular because it's one of the uh, Dvorak's like greatest opera. Unfortunately, it's not performed that that frequently outside of Czech. Okay. Uh, because of the language mm. uh, issues mm-hmm. and also, so I mean, it's getting more popularity these days. But what I meant popular is that it's it's such a um, it's it's so beautiful in its writing. So popular not the right word, but it's such a profound and um, and the last scene is really about redemption. And you can hear um, for me, I, I hear hints of of Wagner, hints of other composers, um, and there is this just this romanticism, this deep golden hue kind of sound quality. Um, so sorry. I get it. No, kind of no, that was beautiful. De- no, de- <laughs> derailed a little bit. Not at all. Um, but the, the repertoire choices were were I thought uh, spectacular because I think there was a whole gamut of something uh, popular. Also, the the two finales, as you mentioned, of uh, Giovanni as well as uh, La Boheme. I mean, those are just wow. Some yes. of some of the most gorgeous music mm-hmm. uh, in the repertoire. Okay, and um, you know we've of course got Cecilia on stage. But Cecilia, who are some of the others that will be sharing the stage with you? Oh, uh, we have uh, Tan Sin Sim, our young, beautiful sopranos, and also uh, Ethan, mezzo soprano, and we have a batch of new singers. They have beautiful voices, mm-hmm. like uh, Wilson, Wilson Low, I think. Yeah, and um, and some and Yuren, Yuren is one of the. Now I think he he's a he has a voice of a Rossiniano, very light, timbratic voice. So and many others, and yeah. also Chishen, Chishen, uh, he has performed. Uh, he, he has played. He has played the role of uh, uh, Don Don Jose, and he will be playing, uh, Bohème. In the future, okay. uh, the, the, uh, Rodolfo in the future. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, okay. and many others. Okay. I think uh, all of them we have all together. We have eleven singers. Eleven singers yes, on yes. one stage. Yes. Bunhua there conducting. Talk to me about you know the musicians that you are working with as well. Great. Well, the Chaos City Opera Orchestra uh, is made out of uh, some of the, the best freelancers in the scene, and actually, uh, some of the musicians were old time friends from from my conservatory in Singapore. Uh, so the principal viola, she used to play in uh, MPO, but we were classmates. Okay. We basically went to school together. And uh, one of the bassoonists, he's a, a recent graduate, so he played in my class. Oh. Yeah, and so it's it's really nice to see, um, you know, uh, familiar faces as well as you know new faces too. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, I'm really excited. This is my first time working with this orchestra, so it will be a fun. 
Okay. Concert, yeah. Okay, and I was reading this now. There's there's only one rule of conducting, and the boss is always right, <laughs> even even when he's not. But I know you wouldn't agree with that. But talk to me about how you communicate your ideas about a work, right? So how exactly do you see your role as a conductor? You know, how do you see yourself inspiring the players, other uh, the musicians? Yeah, can you talk to me about that? Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> the boss is always right. No, I mean, I think what's interesting is the role of a conductor, especially in opera. It's a little bit different than that in a symphony orchestra because in a symphony orchestra, it, it almost feels like the conductor has you know one vision of how the whole thing should be, and then you know everybody just kind of falls into place. In opera, I think it's slightly a little bit different. Of course, you still got to have a, a general, well, not general, kind of a holistic artistic vision of how mm. um, the audience would perceive the work. But there are many. I I, I shudder to say the word compromise. But the you know the the singers, for example, you know you have a certain idea of it, but you start to realize that maybe this tempo doesn't work for this particular singer, mm-hmm. or maybe because they're doing some you know stage action that kind of distracts. There, there's so many you know factors about the lighting is too bright and they cannot see. There's so many different things that happen in an opera setting that uh, the conductor you you can't just be you know fixated on just one idea or one tempo. You have to have some flexibility, and that's the beautiful thing about an opera orchestra. The opera orchestra is always flexible. They're always listening to the singers. And that's something that I feel like it's it's really important. So going back to the idea about like what the conductor does, uh, my role is really to coordinate all these things together. Uh, but, you know, trying to coordinate them to the best of my ability to what I feel like the music should should sound like mm-hmm. uh, based on, you know, my my study of the of the piece. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Cecilia, you know, working with Bunhua and, you know, working for this performance, right? Uh, what goes into, you know, uh, preparing for this, you know, singing music by these, you know, amazing composers and, you know, amazing works. What How has the preparation been like for you? I think uh, as a singer, a singer, the voice is, is an instrument for the composer. Yeah. So we try to put ourselves down and see what the composers want. Mm. So we have to do a lot of research on his music or her music. Um, mostly our men, his music. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also uh, the background of the music and the background of his uh, era. Mm. What's, the, what's the literature behind that, uh, that era? That so we have to know a lot of all this information that will help us to interpret more closer to the idea of the composer. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's the most difficult thing for us. Okay. So yeah. a lot of research goes yes. into it as yeah, well, right? Yeah. It's not just about just the performance. It All of that will, you know, inform your performance on stage as well. Yes, yes. Otherwise, I, I, it will become uh, to portray oneself. Mm-hmm. It's no longer the important uh, of the music of the composer anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what don't, we don't want to see. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Try to uh, give honors to the composer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And of course, then, you know, Bunhua, you have to coordinate all of that, lah, isn't it? That's <laughs> no small task there. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> it sounds like an amazing performance. And I think something, you know, like we said, something for even if you've never been uh, for an operatic performance before, this is a wonderful gateway. But, you know, for opera fans as well, there's stuff that, you know, there's, there's music there that you would definitely f- uh, be familiar with. With what uh, can you just say what your final sell is and why everyone should come watch? Uh, uh, Cecilia, you want to start first? Yeah, as I said, no matter how well we prepare, and I, we know how beautiful the, our music are, and just come in and you you will be surprised, mm-hmm. and you will be in uh, in our 
glamorous atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> and you shouldn't be afraid of it, right? You shouldn't feel intimidated by it. Oh, we have the power to, uh, to connect with the audience. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Bunhua, how about for you? Any final sell? Um, I think this is a real celebration also for uh, Malaysian artists. And, uh, you know, like we have the whole cast of Malaysian singers as well as an orchestra. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, come and support the arts. I think it's really, really important um, that well, we keep this thing well in the life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's a, a beautiful evening for you and your loved ones to come and enjoy the music and, you know, bask in this you know, glorious sounds. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Lian Bun Hua, conductor, and Cecilia Yap, soprano. They will be performing at the 2023 Opera Gala Spectacular by KL City Opera. So the performances are happening in just a couple of weeks' time. It's happening on the 9th and 10th of June at 8.30pm. There's also a performance on the 11th of June at 3pm. It's happening over at Stage 1 Theatre in PJ Pack, which is in Wanutama. The duration of the show is about 1 hour and 10 minutes with a 20-minute intermission. And uh, the languages is going to be sung in the original language with uh, English and Mandarin subtitles. There is an age limit though. Uh, it's recommended for six years old and above. Uh, ticket prices range from 160 ringgit to uh, 50 ringgit for students. For all of the information for t- and to book your tickets, you just need to head to onetix.com.my. Uh, everything, all the information is there. Do go, guys. You know, it sounds amazing whether you're a diehard fan or whether you know that you're a newbie to it. Do go and check it out. And if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at BFM dot my slash front dash row you can also find it on the bfm app this has been front row on the bigger picture bfm 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from bfm 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind download the bfm app